my goodness. I get told that I yawn too loudly. You just heard a yawn at the beginning of the podcast. Not the most professional way to start things off. Yeah. What do you reckon? Do you know what I was going to say? Of of all the things you do, you uh, blow your nose too loudly. <laughs> this has been said many, many times. You blow your nose like uh, someone in a claymation children's TV show. You know the when when their handkerchief ripples. If it was like Ardman animation, yep. that's how you blow your nose. You go like. Looking around right now, see. What are you after? Something to blow my nose with. Something to blow your nose with. Is there any kitchen roll? No, but I'll give you a. T- oh, yeah, there is. There's a kitchen roll. It's a loo roll. It's a loo roll. So just do normal standard. This is and the the, the uh, podcast listeners can can find out for themselves. Okay. Because it's toilet roll, I'm having to fold it over to kind of make it. When you hear this, uh, do drop us a tweet either at Bush on the radio or at Richie Firth, and just give him a, a noise rating from one to ten. <laughs> See what I mean? Do you remember back in the day? Uh, we uh, just unblocked my nose. It's a granddad trick: putting a bit of uh, tracing paper over a comb. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> No, I've screwed it all up now. Go actually, actually got something out. Hang on. Let's see if I can do it again. This is, this is what you uh, tuned into the podcast for and it downloaded. <laughs> Unbelievable. Do you know, I've just got bigger nostrils than the average person. You shouldn't be making that noise. I think you have a third hole somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here's the show. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Hometime with Bush and Ritchie, Wednesday evening across all eight Absolute Radio stations. Uh, a bit of uh, Imagine Dragons on Absolute Radio. And on the birthday station, Ooh. ten years today, Yay. Absolute 80s, uh, a bit of Terence Trent Derby. Yes, uh, happy birthday, Absolute 80s. We are celebrating Absolute 80s 10th birthday today. Can I just say I'm a little bit jealous? In what way? Well, because 10th birthday... I always think 10 is when you're at peak age for brilliant birthday treats. Yes, true. Because you get into your teens, it all becomes a bit knowing and a bit kind of cynical. 30s and 40s, you're trying to keep a lid on it and yeah. beyond, to be honest with you. Get later on, you can't even remember it. So I thought, you know, at the age of 10, you're getting like a proper treat that you really love and you're looking forward to. Uh, and my birthday party back then, in that kind of era, 9, 10, 11 years of age, was always the same. We would do five-a-side football cool. in a Trowbridge Leisure Centre. <laughs> Dead shiny indoor, everyone's roasting off. <laughs> I think my dad used to fill in in goal in tracky bottoms, get his glasses knocked off by like a left footer off my mate Neil. Uh, and then we would go to McDonald's in Bath, have whatever we liked. And then whatever I liked, because it was my birthday. Yeah. And then go to uh, watch something like Labyrinth at the Little Cinema in Bath City Centre. They've got this really amazing little time. I don't even know if it's still there. Miniature little cinema in there. But that would be the same thing we would do every birthday. Did you have like a classic birthday patter if routine? If I think of that era, it would be McDonald's and Eastbourne. Upstairs, little party. I'm allowed to pick five mates. And you're in the Ronald McDonald boat. Ronald McDonald. See, I always wanted to go in one of those. <laughs> I, ne- I never got in the Ronald McDonald boat. <laughs> I only seen the upstairs. only ever seemed to be open on a Saturday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was always for Ronald McDonald boat parties. Fantastic just sitting there in in the, uh, I don't know, the bow of a boat having yeah. a couple of burgers. It would be lovely to be able to take absolute 80s there today. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think they'd absolutely love it. <laughs> well, this this raises a very good point. If And we're putting this to you to start the show off here on Home Time. If absolute 80s birthday treat today was the same as what you did for your favourite birthday back in the 80s or just back in the day, what would it be? Tell us what you used to get up to, and you never know, could end up doing that this evening with Absolute 80s itself. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. 
Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Both of us dressed in our finest gear because it's absolute 80s 10th birthday today. We're off to the party. Just asking you to dip back into your childhood. Uh, if absolute 80s birthday treat today, hypothetically, was the same thing as what you did for your favourite birthday back in the 80s, what would it be? 8, 12, 15 to text. James says, gents, it's actually my birthday today too. Hey, happy birthday. Sadly, I'm a touch older than absolute 80s, uh, but my favourite birth- birthday memory would be Wimpy's in Basildon Town Centre. Wow. I don't know whether Essex in particular has held on to Wimpy. Because we've got a wimpy on our main street in Leon yep. C. When, and whenever anyone comes to visit, they're like, oh, else, <laughs> wimpy stuff. And I think there's one in South End, the centre of South End as well. Maybe it's an Essex thing. I went to one in Clapham recently. I can I can put a pin there as well. Uh, live and strong, you go and get yourself a big <laughs> yeah. bender, yes. or whatever it's called. Yes, yes. Uh, so if you've got a wimpy near you, please let us know, 8, 12, 15. Home time with Bush and Richie. Tesco Mobile, celebrating a hundred years of great value with their most wonderful deals. With wonderful savings just for you. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. More wimpy news. There are 63 wimpies left in England. 63? 16 of which, and I haven't done the maths for a percentage. Oh, we need a percentage. 16 of which are in Essex. That's quite a lot. So you were kind of right. Well, like I say, I can walk between the two Wimpies. There's one on the Broadway in Leon C and there's another one in South End Central uh, and they're like 30 minutes walk apart. That's a lot of Wimpy action in a small area. Do you know what I mean? 25%. Is that 25%? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, I'll go with that. Forgive me if I don't 100% trust your on-the-spot maths. You've not got a uh, great track record. It's not far off. Uh, That's incredible statistics. More on that in a bit. Stop sending us in locations of Wimpy's, please. Uh, We're celebrating Absolute 80's 10th birthday today. We're asking you if what we're doing with Absolute 80's, hypothetically, uh, was the same as what your favourite birthday party was from back in the day. What would it be? Uh, Gidget says, went with parents and friends to see Whitney Houston in 1987 in Sydney. That's a good present. Hell of a trip, that, especially getting the bus back. Uh, Max saying that uh, Laser Quest would be good for the absolute 80s 10th birthday. Funny to host the show from inside the battle area. Can I just say right now, and this never happened with my career, I'm incredibly good at Laser Quest. Are you really? I've had a natural talent for Laser Quest since back in the day. We I should have been a contender. We should have known this and done this here show that's going on right now in a Laser Quest. Imagine that. Imagine... We're always saying how planned this show is. Yeah. We're obviously not. We should have done that. Imagine that, like, talking about uh, winning 80k and your tummy pack's rumbling because someone's shot you. <laughs> uh, 8, 12, 15, text the show. Uh, right, let's chat to uh, Mark. 80s birthdays, 10th birthdays, what would it have been, Mark? Uh, yeah, so it was probably just starting off in the 80s, so I was born in 85, but um, sort of uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, birthday parties down the local fire station dad was part time in the fire service so it was just epic going around um, the fire station jumping in and out of the fire engine wow. hearing the radio going off you must Very have been cool. so cool at school knowing that an invite to your party was de facto an invite to the fire station it's brilliant it's really hard to get into fire stations these days so what a way in oh yeah you, you wouldn't be able to do it nowadays health and safety and just kids in a place of uh, an emergency service wouldn't happen. Do you know what, Mark, can I say one thing, right? And I'm going to be honest here. I still think, at the, at the age that I am now, regardless of when I was a kid, I don't think I'd be able to go down the pole. No, I couldn't. I wouldn't go down the pole. I think <laughs> no I'd die way. going down the pole. There, there was no uh, fireman's pole in this uh, fire station. It was all on one level. Oh, you can't <laughs> have a bungalow for a fire station. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Absolute 
Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Now, we ended up going down uh, a, little of a, a little bit of a cul-de-sac, um, referring to some, some staple child's biscuits. We did a little, of, didn't we? Of the 80s. Uh, we've got Ethan on the phone. Ethan, you need to tell Bush what is in your biscuit tin. We have a pack of party rings in my tin. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, just to clarify what your tin is, is what, is it some kind of weird dungeon thing, or is it something you've got no. in your desk? Yeah, it's a little biscuit tin that me and my work colleague Matt always tend to stock up. It was my turn to stock it up last time, and they were on cheap fifty p a pack in the shop. So sorry, sorry. Just just to clarify this thing with you and Matt, do you mean the work communal biscuit tin? Oh no, it's just our personal biscuit tin. This is outrageous. <laughs> That's outrageous. So no, you've no got like a you've got like a splinter biscuit tin from the rest of the workforce. Yeah, purely for us. It lives under the desk. No one's allowed near it. It's, how, it's ours. How do you stop people from going in there and having your party ring? <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just, we just don't tend to bring it out when other people are around. And I mean, you can't let other people know about it. It's more of like a hush hush kind of thing. I love it. It's just off grid, off grid biscuit tin. And can we can we find out where you work? Yeah, I work for a company called House Simple. It's based in Essex. Oh, there you go. Home of Wimpy. Yeah, bowlers yeah. brass with the biscuit tins as well. Unbelievable. Exactly. And the funny thing is, I love that you were talking about the party rings with it being like an 80s thing. Ironically, I'm only sort of 22 myself, so it's a bit of a blast of the past for me. I'm kind of it's slightly out of my era, but you've still got to indulge in your party rings. <laughs> that can be on your LinkedIn profile, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Discussed my party ring with Bush and Rich. Right, enough that's of enough that. of that. Get him off. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Ten years old today, Absolute 80s. Um, we've been getting ready for this day uh, throughout the week. Loads going on, and one of the things that has gone on is somebody uh, downstairs uh, from the management side of things, I think this is a great idea, has ordered some Absolute 80s Rubik's Cubes. Is that what you've been fiddling around with? Because I can only see the top half of you because of the computer screen. I'm thinking, what's he doing down there? Yeah, no, it's um, a, a, a proper, proper absolute 80s Rubik's Cube. And the, here's the thing with me with Rubik's Cubes. I never completed one. <laughs> oh, me neither. <laughs> wouldn't even attempt it. What, you you wouldn't now? No. I, like, I wouldn't do Sudoku. I wouldn't have... I would be too thick to do it. That's too... You see, this is, that's the one difference between you and me. Maybe it's the Arsenal-Leverton thing. You're too defeatist. I am quite right? defeatist. Maybe I just know my limits. I know the last time I would have picked up a Rubik's Cube, I would have been around about 12. 30 years fast forward. I've got a degree now. Surely I should be able to do this. I see. I don't think so, because I think Rubik's Cubes... Like, for example, there's a little girl in um, my eldest daughter's year at school who can, who can do a Rubik's Cube in uh, under a minute. Okay. It's doable. Parent, well, the thing is, when you're a kid, you've got all the time in the world. Yeah. You know, both our kids get up in the... Like, your lad was up at, like, <laughs> yes, five o'clock in the morning. Yes, a very good point. You ain't got time to be doing that. But here's the thing. If over one day I actually do devote myself to it, I've actually got loads of time. 
Really? In reality, my commute home tonight, Tottenham Hale to Ware Station, it's it's around half an hour. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I actually concentrated with the brain power I have now, I could probably even do it in that. The problem I've got with it is, and I, I would love it. I'd love it if you got it sorted because it'd be like something off the eighties you could tick off that was unresolved. But it's like returning to a lit firework. If, what, <laughs> what if you can't do it? You don't manage to do not it. Not entertaining that. Not entertaining that. that would that would that in any way like make you value yourself less at this stage? <laughs> Life. Just psychologically, I'm it's, just saying... It's the difference between you and me, the positivity and the negativity. Proceed with caution, but that's why it works. So, I'm, I'm going to issue my own deadline here, right? Because right. I've, been, I've been fiddling with this since four o'clock since we came in the studio. Oh, well, yeah, put a time so on. So it's well and truly messed up. Would you agree, Bush, producer Will, that is completely messed up. Proper it? messed up. This time, tomorrow done that would be my that would be my first ever rubik's cube five o'clock tomorrow I, and you are you um actually all right five fourteen i see you checking the clock <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah 24 hours please get 14 more minutes on it um do you how do you, do you feel confident about this or not yes you, you're, you reckon you can do it yes I'd, 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 i'm basing that on nothing but yes i feel really bad but i'm gonna say i don't think you can do it in a million years and if i see you even trying to remove the stickers and putting them back on i wouldn't do that i hope you, you wouldn't don't, do that i'd only be cheating myself okay you would be i will ask one question <laughs> and on. this is of the audience if you are the type of person that finds rubik's cubes very very easy and there is a little tip or something that i need to know <laughs> now is the time for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie are you doing rubik's cube in the background whilst we're talking here is that what's going on (laughs) Uh, richie has just set himself a challenge which i feel uh you're not going to be able to fulfill tomorrow on this show i think it's gonna be one of those things um once i'm once i'm underway it will just like all fall into place quickly okay um, Do you know, can I just offer you a parallel, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, this evening we have the Merseyside derby, which I'm quite nervous about because I'm an Everton fan, we're going to lose. Uh, our nemesis, Ian Rush, yeah. right? He wouldn't be a, a football player back in the day that would be trying to do trickery from outside the box or try to do long shots. He knew what he was good at, and that was just staying just on the edge of the six-yard box. See, this is one I know game. my limitations. <laughs> you constantly, I feel, are drawn into these challenges that, that fail because is, you don't. No, this is the defeatist bush. So I'm going to try and not listen to you for the next... Next 24 hours. Uh, Rab says, uh, Richie, YouTube has to be your friend here. There are six or seven algorithms that you have to memorise, then it's easy. You see, so that's not cheating, is it? No, that's the thing. The timing's going to get you there because you've given yourself until 5, 5.14 on this show tomorrow and mm. already it's ticking down. Uh, someone's offering you a way out. I see Richie gently twist off a corner, it'll tumble apart and you can rebuild it. So no, you're only cheating yourself and Dr Rubik or whatever his name is. Is he a real person? Well, it's Rubik's Cube. I would imagine he's a doctor. We'll find out in a second. If you've got any <laughs> suggestions to help Richie out, and I think, God, he needs your help. 8, 12, 15, step four. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. And in the background, you can hear Richie fiddling with his Rubik's Cube. Hey, look at that. I've got a square of four reds and a line of a yellow underneath. That's miles off where you need to be, mate. 
Absolute <laughs> 80s 10th birthday today. Uh, management have bought and got done a load of very cool looking uh, absolute 80s birthday celebration they Rubik's Cubes. They do really cool. They're proper ones. They're, They're not proper like ones. Boots, and Richie's just walked into this. As, I don't mean, I feel like you've thrown yourself into this challenge. He's guaranteed <laughs> to have completed the Rubik's Cube by 5 pm tomorrow. 5.14 tomorrow on this show. Uh, someone sends a word of warning. Ian from Stratford on Avon says, Richie, pizza and arm wrestling. Need I say more? <laughs> He's got form. <laughs> he has got form. 350 million Rubik's Cubes have been sold worldwide. See, that's mad because I don't know anyone that's actually completed one. Bar a, a little girl in my daughter's uh, school in the year at school. So I'd, I wish you wouldn't keep talking about this little girl because it's making me feel a little bit bad. 55 seconds she can do it in. <laughs> Craig says, Good best tip for, for Richie, face a mirror, focus on reds first, then chuck it on a fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, enough of this. Uh, some positivity from Andrew, who's uh, who's got in touch to uh, say that he can help me with some tips. Andrew, you've got yeah, some help. Yeah, of course I can. There are some, there are some very easy tips to, to get you going. Okay, well, look, obviously we're, we're in the middle of a live radio show. I have <laughs> Rubik's Cube in my hand. What do I need to know? All right, so the very first step you want to go for is you want to try and get one face all the same colour. Okay, okay. have you managed, managed that at all yet in your time with Rubik's Cube up until you even tried this challenge, Richie? Have you ever managed Ooh. to get one side or one colour? I feel like I could have done that. He could have, which means he hasn't. He could have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not convinced, Rich. Um, so what colour should okay, I pick, so yeah, though? I normally go with white. White feels like a good, good option. Okay. Um, so the first step to doing that, though, there's another step before even that. You oh, want to really? make a cross. So pick up your Rubik's Cube. You've yeah. got a white cube in the middle. That's yeah. the white face. Ironically, the white cube in the middle is the one that's got the Absolute, um, Absolute 80s logo on it. Perfect. So that's a sign, isn't it? It could be a sign. Okay. Magic. It's going to happen. So I've got to um, make a, a, a cross of white. Yeah, so you want to get the edges, not the corners. You want to get the edges into a cross. You should see his okay. face. This reminds me of, right, you know sometimes if you're up at a park with a dog and you throw a stick but it doesn't move? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. And you have to go, no, over, over there, over there, and it looks at you and then looks back over there. No, over there, what's he doing? What are we doing now? Trying to do that, but I don't know, like... So- <laughs> oh dear, just just an, less than an hour into this test and the strain is already showing on fur. Uh, can I ask a data a protection question? If I write down your phone number, do you mind me calling you back later? <laughs> I, w- I would not mind at all. In fact, Thank I'd you. love to run you for it. Turn your phone off tonight, mate. He's going to be phoning off. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, now, as you will hear in the news at six, there's plenty else going on in the world today other than absolute 80s turning 10. And uh, Donald Trump's gone home early from the NATO summit. He has, hasn't he? <laughs> he didn't uh, like it. He's, um, he's seen this video that's going around of some of the other leaders having a laugh at him. And he's, he's, he's called the Canadian Prime Minister two-faced in a press conference and all this kind of thing. And he's decided, I'm going to go home. Got on, uh, got on Air Force One and, and, and heading home. It's a little bit like storming off from like a dinner party or something like that. If you catch you over here hear a bit of conversation that you don't like. We all, we've all, all done it. You get sort of like a, a, a fit of peak and you're like, right, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Even that's on it. A, get your coat. On a lower level, you might have voted with your feet, say, if you didn't like a movie or a particular performance or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I remember once refereeing a football match for my dad's workplace that he'd asked me to do. I wasn't getting paid for it. About 75 minutes into it, it was 3-0. The other team was shouting in my face. I just blew up. 
blew the whistle and said, that's it, game's over. How, how much earlier was this than the actual... 15 minutes before full time. <laughs> Marched off to my Ford Fiesta, which wouldn't start. Oh, what an exit. <laughs> then, what an exit. Then eventually got it going and drove off. It was the worst exit ever. I, I would say as well, walking out of a film that you you say or you think is terrible is a really quite a liberating thing, because normally you just like passively sit through it. and just, Yeah. I, I walked out of Moonwalker, Michael Jackson. <laughs> terrible film. <laughs> what was the Leonardo DiCaprio one? Was it The Island? Uh, the beach. The beach. Walked out of that. <laughs> Terrible <Good> film. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Uh, we're after your stories of walking out. Trump's walked out of the NATO thing early today in a bit of a grump. What did you do? Uh, grumpily walked out of Lord of the Rings, says this text, oh. 8, 12, 15. No. Worst bit of the films when a blind man's dog started howling and they were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I walked out. The last Lord of the Rings film was terrible, went on forever, but the other two were brilliant. You can't be walking out of Lord of the Rings. Andrew in Bristol's text to say, Bush and Ritchie, I walked out of the sixth sense after three minutes as I knew Bruce Willis was dead and I asked for my money back. <laughs> get in touch with the show. With Tesco Mobile, it's the most wonderful time of the year with great phones and sims at some of their best ever prices. Tesco Mobile, every little help. We've got Joe on the line. Joe, what's your storming out story? So my dad was a school inspector. He's got a great sense of humour but can be quite serious at times. Uh, as the job demanded, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in a school in a tough area around um, the West Midlands, mm-hmm. and uh, the lesson was going rather badly for the teacher concerned, and he decided he would spare her any further agony from him being there, uh, which was causing the pupils to be even more disruptive than they normally were. She had lost control in every way. Mm-hmm. It was going badly. So deciding he would sneak out, he swept up his papers, slipped away from the child's desk at the back of the room, opened the door, darted through it and shut it behind him and discovered he wasn't in the corridor but the stationery cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) So he then had to be... Opened, so I had to open the door from the other side, which I think was one of the pupils, and he then had to go back out the other way through the classroom and, and leave. Wow. And you, the, the teacher by this stage was dealing with uh, primary school children who were beside themselves. It must have been almost like a riot going on at this point. Absolutely brilliant. Yes, and I I think he had to moderate his feedback to reflect the fact he'd made the situation for her far worse than it ought to have been. Oh, she dodged the bullet then, because him locking himself in the stationery cupboard meant that uh, he had to kind of reduce things on the the scale a bit, so... Uh, Absolutely right, yes. I think he felt so so guilty for his role in uh, the lesson reaching its end long before the bell rang. That, uh, that he had to give her a slightly better appraisal than he might have otherwise done. Brilliant. That's awesome. Cheers, Thank you, man. Yeah. But can I just say, my dad, he's been ill for a long time. He's had a kidney transplant. He's had an infection. He's got to have uh, treatment for cancer fairly soon. But he is just terrific. He's Martin Marjoram, and he's just still... Uh, he's got 10 grandchildren, and he's just a top guy, and we love him to bits. He oh. sounds it. God bless you. Thanks All right, for man. telling us about him, Joe. Thanks very much, Bush and Richie. Cheers. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
Home time with Bush and Richie playing you songs to try and make you go and have a takeaway rather than go to the gym as you promise yourself after work tonight. Uh, after the show tonight, if you're listening on Absolute 80s, uh, it's part three of our Tribes of the 80s series with uh, Paul Gambaccini. If you're not listening on Absolute 80s, you might want to uh, give it a little try. They're great shows. Uh, looking at Generation X tonight. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, so you've got the likes of uh, Soft Sales, Mark Almond, Bananarama, Rick Astley, Brian Adams, Bob Geldof. Why are they uh, called Generation X? Is that what they actually are? Well, it's it's a it's a reference to the eighties, isn't it? You know, a kaleidoscope of. <laughs> Stop reading it off there, Richie. This isn't your own information. Why are they called Generation X? I want answers. Get Gambaccini on. Where is he? Get him. You got his number? Oh, it's Paul Gambaccini at Blue Yonder, isn't it? What his email address? I just want to know why. That's one. Of, that's literally it. I just want to know why. But it will be answered tonight. Oh, I tell you what, you, I'll do, you, do us a favour, Richie. Okay, yeah. Tomorrow, when you finish your Rubik's Cube at 5.14, tell us why they're called Generation X as well. Two for one. I might find it easier to do the Rubik's Cube. Because <laughs> what, what is our generation's name? Tell you what, let, hang on, let me Google Generation X. One second, one second, one second. Generation X, this will answer it. Uh, the generation born after that of the baby boomers, roughly from the early 60s to the late 70s, oh. typically perceived to be disaffected and directionless. Oh, brilliant. That's Fall into us. that category. Didn't expect that slap <laughs> in the face. Now we know. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Home time with Bush and Richie. It's absolutely ready on a Wednesday night. Uh, Richie has to have completed a Rubik's Cube by 5pm, 5.14pm. 5.14pm tomorrow's show. It's a mess at the moment. <laughs> it's not going well. It's not going well. But we do have someone on the phone that might be able to help. Vicky, what are your tips for Richie? I don't know the, I don't know the pattern. I know there is a pattern because I know someone that learnt it and was able to solve it every single time. Wow, it's not so the Da Vinci Code. It's just a uh, Rubik's Cube. But what is it like a pattern yeah, that someone can pass around and tell other people about? Yeah, exactly. It's just a, um, it's just an algorithm. You just learn. It's like there's an anti-clockwise way and a clockwise way. And once you learn the pattern, you can change. You can solve one, no matter what you do. Wow. Well, that's. I mean, that's optimistic, isn't it? That's a good thing. <laughs> so, what's he? There's nothing. No, Richie shouldn't be worrying then, because it's just an algorithm, it. isn't it? Yeah, honestly, I've seen people do it. I've seen them learn the pattern, and then no matter how messed up it is. You can uh, you can solve it. Okay. Well, it's Vicky. I, I appreciate the sentiment. I think you've given me some uh, some morale building words I'm there. I don't feel like you've given me the key it. to the lock. I, I feel that uh, Vicky <laughs> sounds like a lovely person, but has not given you any useful information whatsoever. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make I'm not going to make it easy for you, Richie. But I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tough love. That really isn't it. Thank you. Tough love. Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Right, I'm off to go and uh, go and see if I can uh, actually do this Rubik's Cube. I- I'm taking odds at the moment on uh, Richie actually doing it tomorrow <laughs> at 25 to 1. Do you know what? The studio has been too much of, um, a, you know, a distraction. I think, sat on a train on the way home, I'll be fine. Let's see what happens tomorrow, folks. Don't miss it. We'll see you guys tomorrow with a completed Rubik's Cube. Trust me. Yeah, right. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. I, 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 I'm not a doctor. 
obviously, but I reckon all that blowing of the nose at the beginning of the podcast right. is what made the little one downstairs. Was that actually yes. a Tommy Squeak? It was, It's not yeah. the first time you've done a Tommy <laughs> Squeak not. on this podcast. It must be pressure, pressure release. So you blew your nose so hard that a, a little Tommy Squeak came out the other end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you are listening Spool at back home, to the beginning of the podcast, you'll just hear it. Have a little listen. You can actually hear it now on reflection. If you have something that happens to you that makes you have an involuntary Tommy Squeak like Richie, maybe it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a pressure point or something like that, please get in touch with the show. We'll be back tomorrow, Plumbing New Depths. Thank you for listening. The podcast is done. We hope you found it a lot of fun. Of course it won't be for everyone So they can stick it up their bum Thank you for listening, the podcast is done We hope you found it a lot of fun Of course it won't be for everyone So stick it up your bum